The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host, Ann Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Ann Gelsheimer. Hello and welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. I'm your host, Ann Gelsheimer. Tonight, my guest is Andrea Fisher who is such a talented, soulful musician, a dear friend, and a beautiful soul. Some of you may have heard my prior interview with Andrea and her partner Del, which focused on their journey together as the Outback Gypsies, and also on Andrea's solo album, Divine Evolution. Well, tonight we're going to take some time to focus on Andrea's unique work as an experienced astrologer and as a transformational coach, as well as to learn more about her current journey as a musician, contemplative, and spiritual teacher. So, Andrea, welcome back. I'm so happy you could come back and be a guest again. I am too, and thank you so much for having me on the show again. It's such a delight to speak with you and be here. So, Andrew, you were telling me uh, before the show, you were telling me about that kind of early sensitivity you had as a child. So, would you share that with our, our listeners? Because it, I think that that kind of awareness would then later infuse all the work and all the music that you do. So, tell us about that. Uh, when I was a, a child, I tended to be drawn uh, very deeply into spending a lot of time in nature mm-hmm. and you know I was quite happy to just be on my own and going out we had a beautiful garden so we um, you know I was I was very blessed in, in that way that there were lots of large trees in the front yard and the backyard and small bushes and the garden was kind of you know like a really magical place uh, for me to, to visit so I tended to, to gravitate out there and, um, you know, just, just connect with the beautiful nature spirits that I found. I really, well, I still do believe in fairies, but back then um, I recall, you know, having conversations with them and going into spaces in the garden and talking to them and imagining how they live. Um, and, you know, I, took, I, I remember taking my sister, I'd drag her out, early hours of the morning, particularly in autumn time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, just just to go out and collect leaves because we had these gorgeous uh, deciduous trees that would drop leaves in the autumn. And so we'd go out there with our little baskets and and pick all these gorgeous coloured leaves. And I think the essence of what I felt during those moments, Anne, was just how magical life is and when we're in that beautiful silence, you know, we, we can connect to other realms, which 
I couldn't articulate when I was a child, of course. It was more the experience and the feeling um, that I had, um, you know. So, so it was it was very beautiful, and of course, that's what well, that's what I think kids, you know, do. They they have that that deep connection to other worlds, and it's not until you know we reach about the age of seven, probably that that starts to shift, and and we kind of step more fully into the physical world. So, um, yeah, so that that was my beautiful journey as a child. And that's so wonderful, one that you can remember, um, and you can remember how magical it was. Because as adults, you know, that's something that we really want to bring back into our lives if we've lost it, is that that sense that there's something more, at least for me, I'm, I'm really speaking for myself, um, you know, past like shamanism really open that up and allow us to connect again with those nature spirits. And I know you've studied Absolutely. shamanism, I know you've had uh, some experience of that as well. Yes, I have. Yes, definitely. And that's the thing, you know, I felt really drawn to to the mysteries of life at a very early age. I remember, um, you know, I was was an avid book reader and I just loved immersing myself in stories that were really magical and I had this um, cupboard that I called my book library and one day um, I opened up the cupboard and there was this book um, it was a blue covered book with a picture on the front of it that I'd never ever seen before and I didn't know how that book got into the cupboard I, I bought it out and showed my parents they they didn't know how it got there and it was a book on Krishna and wow. you know I, I didn't uh, yeah I didn't understand who Krishna was or, or what what the teachings were of Krishna but I was drawn to the pictures they were gorgeous glossy um photos of the artwork of Krishna um, in the book and so I would just sit in the corner I remember in you know next to the cupboard and just be fascinated by these images and not knowing what they meant but just feeling really drawn to to connect with that energy so yeah that was a really I've heard Special things time. like I've yeah. heard things like that with kids, you know, <laughs> books appearing exactly what they need, whether it's at the library or or strangely in your home, in your own home, this book that nobody knows where it comes from, but it, it lands up having a real spiritual connection for you. That's, that's absolutely, yeah. Now, yes. Now yeah. you went on. You said you were quite curious, and um, I, they're obviously very spiritual. And then you went on to eventually study astrology. How did you make that that shift into astrology? Well, around the age of thirteen, you know, my book reading expanded into astrology. I I, I remember um, reading, you know as a child probably at the age of 12 or 13 my first astrology book and it was just like I was hooked and I felt like I'd you know I was going through a remembrance really of something that I I knew but I I couldn't access from where um so you know in my teens I was uh, reading lots of books and then that continued and of course you know, I stepped into the corporate world at the age of 17, but still having this part of me operating. So I was kind of like living two lives, you know. <laughs> right. I had this corporate jo- job and responsibility and I bought a house by the age of 19. And, um, you know, I, I was really immersed in, in that physical world. But the other side, uh, my spirituality was still very much, um, 
you know, present and with me. And so astrology was, to me, the doorway into that part of myself. And so I wanted to maintain that and, and keep that, um, you know, rejuvenated and, and activated. Um, then what happened by the age of 29, which was quite, it's quite a significant time really astrologically for all of us because we, we enter our Saturn return, um, I, I um, decided that I couldn't stay in that corporate world anymore and so I had to leave um, my job and, you know, I, I still had the responsibilities of a home and I was managing a mortgage on my own. So it was, it was kind of scary but uh, I, you know, emotionally I couldn't, I couldn't continue to go into my job. Um, and so what happened is... I was at home and I thought, well, I have to do something, you know. And so the choice was I'm going to study. And I, I had this really strong feeling that I needed to study astrology um, formally. And so one day I remember just um, surfing the net, you know, and putting out, I had this intention that particular morning that I wanted to find um, a teacher. <laughs> um, and I went onto this chat room, this astrology chat room, and and there was someone on there that had written a comment about this gentleman in Oregon uh, who was teaching online an online course in astrology. And I just knew in that moment that that was my destiny, really, that I had to do this course. So I wrote to him um, immediately and he accepted me as a student. And I spent the next two years studying under Don and... Um, you know, I, I was thriving. I, I just, it was just like a, a huge change and shift for me and, and really a point in my life where I was embracing, um, you know, something that I loved and I immersed myself in. It took me into this beautiful space and magical world that I understood. Mm. Um, so I was just soaking it in, you know, like, <laughs> like um, we do, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And you said that, I, I think you said as a result of uh, working in the astrology, you had some real personal discoveries as well. I did, and Well, actually, I came to a halt in my studies because <laughs> life, life is interesting, you know, how, how it kind of connects us with those deeper lessons to help us heal. And part of my astrological studies involved me of course, studying my own natal chart. And to do that, I had to access my birth time, right. which I didn't have. Yeah, and I, and I didn't know how to access my birth time because I was adopted and my, my um, adopted parents didn't know my birth time. And so that took me on a, on a journey um, of, you know, contacting the hospital that I was born. But I had to, when I contacted them, they... They explained to me that I had to provide them with my birth mother's name. And, of course, you know, I was faced with this this um, point where I went, well, how am I going to continue my studies? Because unless I step forward and start looking for, for her, which I really didn't feel ready to do, um, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to, to complete my studies. And so I, I sat for about three months just, you know, tossing the idea around and what I would do. And then I thought, no, I have to do this because 
this is part of who I am and I really wanted to complete my, my studies, of course. So what I did is I had to contact the Department of Human Services and go in to Melbourne and um, I had an interview with a lady who had my file, my adoption file, mm. and with in that file, um, you know, it contained my original birth certificate and my mother's name that was on there and um, details, uh, sketchy details of, of my father. Um, so, so I went through the interview and left, you know, left it feeling quite disoriented really because I'd just been given all this information and, and you know, like thing, the first thing she said to me at the interview was, do you, do you realise that you had another name when you were born? And she handed me this document with a, a name on it that I'd never seen. And, wow. you, you know, I went, yeah, I went into this space of, you know, like connecting to an experience that I didn't really um, feel a part of in a way, you know, like a person who um, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know this, this person on the piece of paper really. I mean, it was me, but, um, and then, yeah, I got my, my mother's name. So what I, I went downstairs cause it was in a, a high rise building and I went downstairs and there were, there's another department, which was deaths, births and marriages. And the lady suggested that I do this. And uh, she said, go down and do a, um, do a search and see whether your mother ever got married because there was no name of my father on the file. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, if if she's married an Italian, then you can be pretty certain that it's your father because I had a, a physical description of him. Okay. So I went down, down there and lodged a form and um, sure enough, she had married an Italian and the address that she had on her marriage certificate, which I got a copy of, was exactly the address that she put on my birth certificate. So, oh. you know, I was able to kind of match up the, the, the data and um, find uh, details of where they lived. That they So they got married, I think it was uh, three years after I was born and went on to have two daughters and... Uh, then subsequently I found out that they were still married and they are still married today and that they lived only about 50 minutes from where I was residing. Oh, wow. Um, and they were together. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I was kind of given all this information and, and was left kind of reeling in a sense. You know, my, my head was spinning. and um, So, of course, you know, to get... I, I, so I had the information that I needed to get my birth time, but this opened up a whole other door to me, Anne, because, and one that I, you know, I wasn't particularly ready for because I was very happy being raised by my parents and in a loving home with a sister and a brother, um, you know, and, and so life was kind of going, well, well these, this is like your, your um, biological history and what do you want to do with this? Right. You know, and I had this package of documents and I sat on my kitchen table and I'd stare at it for weeks and then I decided that um, I was going to write them a card because even as a little girl, when I found out that I was adopted at the age of about, um, I don't know, eight or eight, maybe, eight or nine, mm-hmm. um, 
I, I'd made a decision back then that if I ever had the opportunity to meet my mother or my parents, the one thing that I wanted to say to her particularly was thank you, you know, for giving me life and for you know carrying me through that nine month period. And, um, and and I suppose I also wanted her to know that I was okay because she obviously wouldn't know if I was okay. So what I did um, after I found the de their details, I sat down one day and wrote this card out and you know just introduced myself and told them my name and um, who I was. And I posted it. I remember posting it on a Thursday afternoon, and the mail would usually be collected before five or by five o'clock. And I posted this card after 5 p.m., like 5.30. And um, 11 a.m. the next morning, I had just gotten out of the shower and the phone rang and I picked it up and this really strong Italian-accented man was on the end of it and he said, is that Andrea? And I said, yes. And he said, you better sit down, love. And I knew, I knew in, those, in that moment that it was my father. Wow. And um, I, I really wasn't prepared, <laughs> really, really was not prepared for this um, connection and this, uh, you know. At that moment, yes, yeah, so quickly, to, yes. So quickly. And, of course, I didn't give them my address. I didn't give them any of my contact details. But what I had done um, was give them my name. You know, I'd written that on the back of the envelope. And so he had, you know, I asked him, how did you find, how did you find me? And. He said, oh, I just looked you up in the phone book, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I didn't expect that. And, of course, you know, emotionally, those people who are adopted, who have gone through this process would understand, you know, that it, it, it's something that um, you, you can't really prepare yourself for and you're not going to know how you will feel and how your um, biological family are going to feel and what the expectations are of you reconnecting with them. Um, so, you know, the unfolding months really um, were quite challenging for me because my father particularly wanted a lot of contact with me and I really felt not ready for that because I, you know, I had all these conflicting emotions. I, I, I had my parents who had raised me and I hadn't shared what, I'd done I hadn't shared with them you know oh, yes getting the information so they didn't know at that point um, you know my experience and so I was kind of you know walking through the process on my own trying to navigate my way through it and it wasn't easy oh I can imagine Andrea we're gonna have to take a break um, but when we come back I'd love to hear sort of where that went for you so this is Ann Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we will be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The Divine Masters and Angels of Love and Light are here to assist you on your life's journey. Brigitte Boyer channels St. Germain and other Masters and Angels every week on the power of transformation, pathway to enlightenment. Each transformation can be frightening and uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to be done alone. Receive loving support to help you remain balanced and at peace. 
Tune in every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. How do we move forward? It's all a process of clearing and cleaning, as well as reconnecting. Tune into Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. On our program, we'll showcase the strategies and techniques that help us with these processes. You can't move forward until you are in the right position to heal your space and place. Reveal the true self to yourself. Listen for Transformation every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Again, that's ConsciousEvolutionRadio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer, and welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio. So my guest tonight is Andrea Fisher. And we have been enjoying uh, Andrea sharing her life story, her uh, spiritual experiences from a child, her self-discovery. And now we're going to go into her experience of receiving a new spiritual name. And I just love that name. So, Andrea, tell us about that. What happened? In 2004, I decided to um, go to the U.S. for the very first time. And I was quite excited Um, I journeyed on my own and I really enjoy traveling on my own. So this was actually the first um, major trip alone. And I decided that I wanted to go and do some shamanic work with a gentleman in Sedona. So um, I went off and did um, a soul journey and through the experience I received my spiritual name and it came as quite a surprise really because you know you don't know what's going to happen during those um the the process of those so I um I was quite yeah I was quite sort of taken aback when he said to me later that my um spiritual name had come through because of course you know in, in the process I you're not kind of fully conscious of what's happening around you and I said oh really and he said Yes, and I said, what is it? And he said, oh, you'll have to listen to the recording to, to hear, it. hear it. You'll hear it. And I said, no, you, you, you really can't do that to me. You need to tell, <laughs> tell me, now, me. You know? right. Tell me now. So he said, okay. So he told me, and the name that came through uh, was Star Who Stands Upon the Earth. Oh, I love and, that. And uh, it's a gorgeous name, you know, and, and as 
Clay told me this name, you know, he said, now you'll be able to use this in your work, Andrea. And I, I felt very overwhelmed because I, um, you know, it's such a big name and I didn't really feel worthy at that particular time uh, to to integrate that into my work and, and who I am. Um, so it, it was quite an interesting um, moment in time for me. But, you know... That was, what, 11 years ago now, and I've just recently um, decided that I'm going to start using that name in my work. Not necessarily, you know, have people call me that, but but to just connect it to um, my work and, and the, the site on the website so that people can connect to the work that I actually do and what that represents and actually, um, it was quite interesting because at the moment I am um, working with someone in the States and he's, he's a beautiful writer and we're exchanging our gifts and as part of that, he said to me a couple of days ago, Andrea, I'd really love to research your name, Star Who Stands Upon the Earth. And I said, that, that would be absolutely you know, fabulous. Yeah. I didn't know what he was going to come up with. You know, I, I thought, well, how is he going to research it? Because you can't ask. I mean, well, you can ask, of course, the divine, but but um, I didn't know anyway what, what was going to happen. And this morning, you know, at 5 a.m. here, I woke up to his message and I was really um, very overwhelmed by, by what he, he wrote to me in terms of how he's researched the name and he's broken it down into um, the words of, of the name and, and what it re- represents. So I'd like to actually read um, just a few oh, sure. of the words out because I think that that might help listeners to understand, you know, what it is that my work embodies. Um, but he, this is actually, this was one paragraph that he, he wrote and it goes, When the heavens send a star... To the earth who represents light and radiance, inner power, energy from higher consciousness, a wisdom of the ages, creative power and illumination. All of these gifts are being offered to the earth and to those people that she works with. And, you know, he's written a whole lot more, but... I read, I read those words and I, you know, I just got tears in my eyes because... Oh, that's beautiful. You know, it was like this truth, yeah, had just come through him and, you know, I, I suppose all of those things really um, symbolise the work that I do um, today. You know, when I go into, into a space with someone because I love working one-on-one, I mean, I really love working in groups too, but... Mm-hmm. There's some, it's such a powerful container when we work one-on-one with somebody. Um, you, you know, I instantly just start connecting to the divine um, potential of who they are. Like, it's just something that starts to happen to me and they'll start talking to me and I'll be guided and and words will, and sentences will just start flowing out of me, um, you know, to, to, to lift them, to help them... Um, gain clarity I suppose on on really who they are I get that really strong sense of of who they are as as a light being um and and they may not be aware you know in an intellectual way that that's happening but I know that at the end of those sessions 
I see the light in them. I see how the whole being is just being raised. The vibration has been, you know, lifted and they feel clearer and they have a deep sense of um, knowingness and, and of their higher purpose. Um, and, and that just kind of flow. that just flows out of them. I see them walk out the door and I just feel so, um, so much, you know, full of joy and, and love because... This is the divine energy that's working through me, and and I really believe that that's why I, I'm here to 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 do this work and to help other people connect, um, you know, to their spiritual truth and their divinity. Well, I have to say, you know, coming to know you through doing the interviews and and our, our chats uh, when we're not doing interviews, I think that paragraph beautifully describes you. I, I was very moved hearing it. And you are a very clear channel. I mean, you're one of the few people I know that you're very, very close to your own light essence. And so how, how fortunate for the people that work with you to, to have that benefit. Look, I, I feel just as much in gratitude to Anne for having, you know, like the honor of, of doing that work with other people too. Because I understand, you know, that, that we are, as you put on your site, just, you know, a spiritual being having a physical experience. Um, and I think that, um, you know, if we can all understand that that's who we are while we're here and that, um, you know, if we can connect to the, to the energy of that and really embrace that and, and have trust in it, then there's so there's so much that we can do out in the world and it, you know within our own lives it's going to um, unfold and and have an impact on you know our families and our communities and then of course the world at large that's that's what's that's what's going to happen for somebody that embraces you know their divine radiance it's it's just going to flow out into the world and you can imagine if we all did that just the impact that it would have on the collective consciousness. Um, you, you know, of our world. And then, of course, let's not stop there, Anne, because, you know, what we do here on this planet is going to flow out into, you know, our solar system and have an energetic resonance and impact on, you know, planets that, that are billions of light years away from us. And I don't know whether people can fully, um, you know, understand that, but, but I really believe that that's the power of what we contain within us. Well, I, I know when we go into higher consciousness, there really only is one universal consciousness that we're all a part of. And so, yes, everything that's going on within us and everything that we do is affecting literally every other being that's conscious anywhere. I mean, it's just, it's more than we can even imagine most of the time. But that one universal mind is what we're all a part of. And so you're so right. You know, if we can shift our consciousness, even, you know, it doesn't even take very many um, people to do that, to have a profound effect on our world. And then obviously uh, far, far, far away, because there's no distance in that one mind. There, it, it doesn't matter how far away something is. If it's all part of the one universal consciousness, it is immediately uh, feeling what, what it is that we're doing. So, yes, absolutely, Anne. So I was thinking this might be a good time to um, actually introduce the song that you wanted, that we were going to uh, share with our listeners, because it is very transformational. So would you like to tell us about the first song that we're going to listen to? 
This song is called Breathe Again and the morning that I wrote this song I woke up quite early and I was doing my meditation practice and then um, I had my eyes shut and I could see the, the sun rising, you know, when the light starts to come come up and it was permeating my eyelids and I had to, to open them and just stand up and watch the sun come up and I felt this really strong urge to, to write this song. It's basically um, the gift of connecting to the solar star of the sun. So, you know, in astrology this represents our core being and you know that life-giving force within our solar system so yeah that's that's what the song's about breathe again oh i love it all right so we're going to go right into that song and after that we'll take a break and we will be back uh, to talk a little bit more with andrea so i'll just say uh, bye for the moment Uh, this is breathe again and you're listening to conscious evolution radio
is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The divine lives within every one of us. Some people just need help unlocking it. Once you understand your own shadow self, you can begin to take steps to say goodbye to remorse, guilt, and shame. Then, own up to living your life with great delight. Listen for Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with host Jim Stacy. For 15 years, Jim has studied the Aramaic language, the non-religious language of Yeshua, and through that language, you can learn how to choose the life you want to live and live above smallness and the victim. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Could you be the next legendary leader? That question hinges on your courage and willingness to change. Join Maria Danley every week for Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. Be inspired by stories and legend and listen to legendary guests along with live channeling to help you answer your higher calling and become the legendary leader you are destined to be. The world is waiting for you. Step up and join the wave. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Conscious Evolution Radio, and this is Ann Gelsheimer. My guest tonight is Andrea Fisher, and we've been talking about Andrea's spiritual journey and how she integrates that into her work with her clients. So, Andrea, tell us what it is to be a spiritual coach. Um, well, basically, Anne, what I do is connect to the divinity of the individual that I'm working with. Immediately, as soon as we make contact, I start to meditate on their energy and feel into where they are um, in, in terms of, of their life and emotionally what they're feeling. Once we start working together physically, um, it's quite evident to me what they're ready to transform. So I talk to them about um, you know particular areas that they might find they're having difficulty, uh, where they, they might be sabotaging their own happiness and then from that we work through um, which is all divinely guided we work through basically a map um, of what they feel ready to, to step into and I, I've got a program that's called Step by Step mm-hmm. and basically um, I love it's such a simple title but I love what it represents because when we go through change it can be very as we all know it can be very confronting and a lot of fear can come up um, and challenges. So if we break it down and start to work step by step, it, it takes away that sense of um, overwhelming, you, you know, power that, that, that can basically stop us in our tracks again. We start to try and change a lot of things in our life all at one time. Um, you know, we can be kind of almost certain that if we're not ready for that, it's not going to happen. And so from before we even start, you know, we're, um, we're a step, going a step backward. So, so what I do is I, I, I really ask them to tune in because, of course, working with me too is about them developing their own sense of inner trust and connection to, um, you know, spirit. So I really encourage them to bring through what their innate wisdom is, what what they feel guided to do, and find solutions. I mean, of course, you know, I'm there holding them in the space, but finding the solution to what they, they want to, to do next. And, of course, you know, once that starts to unravel and they start aligning with this beautiful and powerful clarity, which is really them, you know, and, and them working in conjunction with a higher consciousness... Um, you know, they start to fill themselves up with with this beautiful, powerful, creative energy, and I see them, you know, start to transform their lives quite quickly. So um, it, it's such a beautiful process, and I really love I really love this work so much. You know, as soon as I start talking about it, I get very excited. <laughs> oh, it sounds very exciting and and very unusual. I mean, to have somebody that's able to help them connect to their higher higher consciousness and step into living that that is so amazing. Yeah, I, I look. 
I'm always amazed by it and and I think for the rest of my life into my next life I'll continue to just have reverence for you know the beauty of what what that actually means so tell us how you also do intuitive astrology I I love that uh, descriptor for astrology what is that for you Astrology, um, what I've come to realize is like a, a gateway for me. Um, it, it's another language, really, and, and it's a language that I understand very easily. Very easily. Um, as soon as I look at somebody's map, astrological map, it starts to become alive. And, of course, again, I have this activation happen within me where I'm divinely guided to a particular part in their chart. And... You know, one thing will lead to the next. So I might start talking to them about Pluto and what Pluto is doing through their chart in terms of deep transformation. And then I'll look across and there might be an aspect to, you know, Venus who's wanting to have a love affair, um, you know, in terms of, you know, connecting to your own passion and, and who you are and why you've come to be here. So it, it's, it becomes for me like this story. It's like a storytelling. Um, but, of course... The client, it's 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 description of how their life is playing out and how they feel in terms of who they are and you know their potential and their gifts and those things that they might find um, difficult, you know. So it, it just becomes like this beautiful unfolding of a story that they live with me. We we you know we journey into this magical place together, um, but of course. It's also very, very practical and grounding. So I, I, I'm very aware of the fact that the language that I use when I work with somebody, they have to be able to connect with and understand. It, it, it can't be just kind of so out in you know the um, cosmos that they feel like I've taken them out flying and they won't return. You know, right? Um, yeah. So it, that's really important to me. And I mean, I, I've got a lot of Earth in my own chart, and so that that helps me to ground the work because we are here to manifest we're here to basically be a conduit for the for this um for spirit and for the divine but ground that connection and embody it you know and share it in the physical world because we're in a we're, we're in a physical consciousness so um that's what my role is in astrology Oh, I love that. And, and do you ever integrate the astrology and the spiritual? Well, it sounds like you, it would be a natural mix with the spiritual ca- coaching, or, or are they two separate services? No, they're, they're both, well, they can be separate because, of course, it depends you know, on the orientation of the client. Some sure. people really love astrology, but um, I, I generally ask for their, their natal uh, details before I see them because that helps me to enter into their energy um so the two really to me support each other and work hand in hand because i can look at someone's chart and probably learn a lot about them within three hours of me looking and studying it versus spending three full days with them oh i love that that's so great now mm-hmm. i want to let listeners know that if they would like to work with you there is going to be a web page put up um, on the Voice America site that will have your bio, but also your website, which is outbackgypsies.com.au slash work with Andrea. So you can actually get that, uh, how that's correctly presented from the website, and uh, you'll be able to contact uh, Andrea directly. 
But we're moving towards uh, the end of the program, and we wanted to share one more song from Andrea uh, with everybody. So, Andrea, I wonder if you could tell us uh, about the final song that we're going to listen to. This song is called Two Worlds, and the essence of it is a freeing of ourselves from society's controls. So we're basically uncovering, you know, the external masks that we tend to to put onto our faces in our day-to-day lives and really reconnect to the essence of who we are, which is our God self. Um, It's also about uh, disconnecting from from the matrix and uh, living in a freer society, so embracing what the concept of that, that is and embodying the truth of that for ourselves. Oh, I love that. And Andrea, I won't have a chance uh, after the song to speak, so I just want to thank you so much for uh, being on the program, for sharing your your very personal story, and for the beautiful way that you work with clients. It's very inspiring. Thank you so much for having me, Anne. It's always such a blessing to share what I do and to also speak with you. So thank you. Ah, my pleasure. So everyone, we're going to enjoy now the uh, final song, which is Two Worlds. And you're listening to Conscious Evolution Radio with Anne Gelsheimer. If it's freedom you want, let go of the tyrant. You'll find him around. Corner living finer Don't give him a dime He'll look you up and down He'll say, watch out for that man He runs with the devil Your fellow brother Do you push past his hands Search for another Do you seek out his face Listen to his heart He's a God without fame you're playing the wrong kind of game Don't you see You gotta fight for liberty Don't you know We've gotta bring down their political show When you take off the Let 
Again, for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio. Please join Ann Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.